Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. here. Well, the stars didn't align this week to get all the hosts on, but we do have a main topic lined up for you this week. Uh, Next week, we'll be back with everyone to go over two weeks of listener feedback, what we did in guns, upcoming events, and everything else. For now, enjoy this main topic interview with Wes and Yolanda on the Prairie Fire multi-gun match in Saskatoon and their thoughts on three-gun. And joining us now are Wes and Yolanda from Kind of Saskatchewan, kind of Alberta, <laughs> on the border, right? I'm on the border, yeah. On the border, and yeah, right on the middle. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, guys. No problem. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. So I was, um, and and Kelly uh, Kelly really encouraged uh, this topic is uh, topic talking a little bit more about the Prairie Fire multi gun uh, match that we all went to uh, this summer. Um, excellent match, one of the biggest ones I've been to. Um, so maybe just to kind of start at the start, uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of gear did you guys run at the match? Uh, Yolanda, you want to go first or? Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter. Um, I run for pistol. I have a nine mil XDM that I get made fun of sometimes for, but I love my Springfield. So, so, um, I have no issues with it. It's, it's ran great. I have a Stogram 3K with a little bit of work done to it. So, uh, a few small issues, but they were, they were, they were fixed during the match. And then I have a custom-built AR-15 that I had from uh, Ace Tactical, actually. Uh, there's a guy in Alberta that builds them, and uh, he kind of custom-built it as light as possible for me. Uh, I guess being a female shooter, he, he did the best he could with what he had in stock when we built it. So uh, it's got a BCM upper, um, Umbrella Corp lower, and some other kind of odds and ends parts put together. So Awesome. How did it run during the match? You're saying that uh, your M3K was running into a couple of problems? Uh, I had some issues with my M3K at my last match out in BC, and it, there was actually a chip in the extractor. Um, so hmm. one of the guys at the match, for actually Lunatic Tactical, Kyle, Kyle, he uh, he took it apart and had a look at it, and sure enough, it was a chip extractor. And then one of the other guys, Brent, had um, a spare one, so he we threw that in there, and it and it worked like a charm for the rest of the match. So, man, that's funny, isn't that just like three gun though? <laughs> Helping, yeah, uh, everybody wants out. to help out, and they, yeah, they get you back running real fast. Yeah, they were great. The guys were great. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. yeah, Wes, how was uh, how was your equipment running at uh, Prairie Fire? Well, uh, it was a. Uh, I never had an, a malfunction all uh, all match, so I kind of feel bad for Yolanda. But uh, I was running a Glock 17 for a pistol, and it's got uh, fancy target sights on it for Ipsic. Uh, also running uh, an AR-15. It was uh, an aerial lower with a custom-built upper. It had a BCM barrel, Midwest Industries handguard, uh, Trigicon scope. And uh, my shotgun was a Versamax Pro model done by Casey at Tactical Ordnance. Oh, awesome. 
Did he do the yeah. uh, port opening? Is it that crazy bolt that they had, or did you just have him do the work to the shotgun? Mine's got the the whole meal deal. I just I called Casey and I go, I'll have one of your race shotguns, please. There you so, go. I've been super happy with it. Yeah, uh, there's a there's another guy at our our local club here that shoots one, and I'm I'm a bit jealous. It's it's a pretty good piece of kit, and uh, it's kind of got all the good stuff done to it right from the factory. So it's uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty impressive. Uh, so you didn't have any stoppages, did uh, did um, did your combination of uh, of optics and all that kind of thing work out? You mentioned you have a Trigicon scope. Uh, which scope was that? Uh, the one I was using was a Trigicon AccuPoint. I believe that's the one. AccuPoint is a one to four, so a little bit less magnification than what most people are running, but that's what I had. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, uh, the the glass on, on my scope started going all wobbly at the front there. The, the objective started uh, moving on me. So at, on that 300-yard stage, uh, stage, oh, what was that, three? Stage three. Three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stage three. The, the objective on me started moving, so it would go from sharp to fuzzy, like really fuzzy, where you couldn't actually see anything. You could maybe make out the reticle to the reticle being fuzzy to <laughs> the, the scope oh, really? just oh. straight up failed on me. So, <laughs> Which uh, one was that? Oh, wow. Uh, the scope was a primary arms one to six ACSS. They've got lifetime mm. warranty, so I sent it back to uh, uh, CTC Supplies to uh, to warranty for me. So, um, well, that's good. Yeah, hopefully the next one doesn't do that. <laughs> I don't like that feature. <laughs> it's not a not a standard feature, I'm assuming. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's extra challenging for your uh, long range game, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. So I mean, if I guess if if I had to have any stage back, it'd be that one because if I if I had shot that stage with a working scope, I probably wouldn't have uh, uh, done quite so poorly in it. But uh, any any stages that uh, you guys wish you could have back as well? Uh, um, stages uh, wish ahead. I could have back. Uh, you know what? The one I was running, I I saw everyone go through the the stage, and uh, you know some people had some issues. Uh, just in target order, you know, they'd lean out to do the pistol portion and they'd, they'd get them all out of order. And I thought, Oh man, when I shot this, I thought I did it like a stud. And then I go back and I watch the video and I go, I was, I was just as bad as <laughs> anyone else. You know, like I gotta, for some reason you, your brain just shuts off. The buzzer goes, brain shuts off. You can't ever remember how you did. And then you see it on video and you go, Holy heck. Yeah, that's that's why I like uh, videotaping all my. Run- Do you guys videotape uh, all, all your runs? I just start. Try to I, most of them, yeah. Yeah, I I find it really uh, really useful afterwards to sit down, watch the whole video, and be like, oh yeah, I thought I did that one well. Nope, <laughs> no, yeah. actually I didn't. Or or um, you think that your stoppage clearing was like really slow, but then you watch it on video and you're like, no, that was pretty good. <laughs> I was on top of yeah. that thing pretty quick. Just feels really slow in the moment, kind of a thing, right? I usually get through them and then think, "Oh, that seemed pretty good." And you look at the, the video after, and I'm like, "Wow, I, I think I was a little bit slower than I actually thought I was." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 good for Time diagnosing too, speed. right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because sometimes... Because some of the other stages, you do them where you think you're slow, but then you actually get through them. Like, oh, that actually went smoother than I thought it went too, so... Yeah, but you, you can, like, by watching the video, you can see, oh, my shooting speed was slow, or my moving speed was slow, or my, my transition, or my, you know, you can, like, really helpfully diagnose uh, what what part of your game can uh, can improve. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Me, That's, they're definitely beneficial for that. For me, it's a stage planning. Like, sometimes these stages, you go up to them, it's like, how am I going to shoot this? Where am I going to do a reload here? And get it every, everything one fluid movement kind of thing. Yeah, and then you see how how your stage execution went in reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always plan for misses too. I always throw extra rounds in the shotgun. I never, well, I can do this without a reload. Nope, and always do a reload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing worse than doing a standing reload from a slide lock on your shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I never realized, I forget who it was, but I never knew what a, shell backwards and a shotgun does to a shotgun now i know and one guy had a really bad day <laughs> a shell backwards in a shotgun really yeah yeah jamming shells in there fast i guess he got one in there backwards in his carrier and when that one went up onto the lifter it was just it was a nightmare and he insisted that he wanted to clear it on the clock i was going to stop him but he wanted to finish the stage so ouch yeah that would be a, you, <laughs> yeah. i guess you'd have to strip it would it even go into the chamber I think it was having trouble coming out of the magazine tube. Like it was half on the lifter, oh. half on the tube, and it was just not coming. Oh, I see. Yeah, coming out of the tube. Oh man, that yeah. would. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I kind of want to. I kind of want to practice that. What if that happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you should practice for that, or you should just practice to not do that. Put put the shells in the right way, but <laughs> yeah. pellets go yeah. that way, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Brass back. Yeah, don't practice this bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just always curious about uh, some of these different failure modes, right? What ha- what happens in your shotgun? Are you able to diagnose? Are you able to uh, uh, to fix it really quick? Like the one uh, with the semi-auto tube-fed shotgun that happens, like depending on the shotgun, is uh, uh, the shell latch fails on just bringing one back and it sends two back and it jams it up. And that's uh, that can be a hard one to clear. You gotta have your port open. You kind of gotta snake your index finger in there and and push that that round that's like kind of half in in back into the tube. And yeah. uh, that one I've had happen to me uh, with a previous shotgun. And just being able to clear that quickly would like saves a ton of time. Yeah, my my friend was having issues with that with his one shotgun. Uh, I don't know with with uh, loading so aggressively the shell latch gets bent. And oh. And then you, when you load your shotgun, they they come back out of the tube onto the lifter all the time. So, yeah, you just got to tweak it back. Yeah, but it can be a pain in the butt. Yeah, exactly. Well, what uh, what parts of your guys' game did you think uh, went really well? Uh, for me, I'm going to say penalties. Uh, the last big three gun I was at in, in BC was, uh, I think I had like a minute or hundred and some seconds of penalties and it just killed me. So I just wanted to shoot this match like a clean match with not a lot of penalties. And I, I think I was, I had five penalties. So five seconds of penalties and I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yolanda, what about you? Yeah. I think mine was about the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. I ran it a little slower than, than normal, but I was, I had a lot of clean, um, stages, which I was right. I was pretty happy with. I'd rather, 
if I slow it down and run it clean, then I know I need to speed it up a little bit, but you can. So that's, that was definitely something I was aiming for after, after my BC match. Um, it was nice to slow down. Cause I had the same thing. I had quite a few penalties in BC. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely liked that part too as well. So, yeah, this, this was the first two day match that I went to. So my day one, I was really conscious about, I don't want to get DQ'd because then I have to go back to the hotel or I have to sit and patch and watch everyone else shoot. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to do that. I want to shoot too. <laughs> well, come on, but you still get a, you're still in for the prizes. That's why we all do this, isn't it? Oh, the price table was amazing. I don't know. I don't know. You guys must have had like the best sponsor guy ever because you're, the prizes at this thing were incredible. Did you they guys had an amazing table? They did. Yeah. Did you, what did what did you guys end up pulling off? If you pulled anything off? Well, I think everyone I just got, got a hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I, I think the, I got the, the seven hundred hat. Yeah. Sorry, Wes. You're saying? Oh, you did get the knife, oh, didn't you? Yeah, I think I got a Gerber knife or something. Yeah. Oh, cool. But uh, our the guy who's running the match, uh, Pete Farkson up in Saskatoon. He's just he's a he's great. He's amazing. Wouldn't have uh, went on yeah. without him. Yeah, because I was. Uh, I think again, Peter the, did a lot of work with all the sponsors too, working, like getting sponsors and working with the sponsors, yeah. and you know, getting getting their names out there and having that table, you know, as large as it was. So. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I was talking to Trevor about uh, matches, and I was like, "Is this normal? Like getting this many prizes?" He's like, "No, that is not normal. <laughs> we can't. We we don't get anything like that out east." <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a great match for that for that kind of thing. You guys have been mentioning uh, matches out west. I assume you're talking about the Lone Butte match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did the Lone Butte. You're, yeah, you run the Lone Butte match, right, Wes? Yeah, the long bus ride. Yep. <laughs> um, wh- what other kind of uh, major <laughs> matches have you guys been to, and, and how would you compare them to uh, Prairie Fire? Well, that was it for me. Um, Just, yeah, Prairie uh, Fire is definitely the biggest one I've I've attended as well. Prairie Fire and then uh, BC uh, was my first big match, and I don't know. Like I've I wasn't on it last year, but Yolanda, you probably were. Yeah, we we did. We started the bus trip there. We used to, we we attend the BC match every year. Uh, try to, and then this year with the Prairie Fire, um, BC is a great match as well. But Prairie Fire, um, a little it was ran a little differently than than the like than the BC match. Uh, mainly like having the arrows on the stages as opposed to your arrow moving with you through the stages. Um, I I really like that. That was I think a great idea. It saved some some time going through. So you you know when your when your arrow is coming with you, you kind of everybody's up and they're moving to the next stage, and then you have to wait the wait time in between. Whereas um, mm-hmm. I, I just it just ran so smoothly. Prairie Fire did it was so organized, and it, you had, had hardly any wait between stages. It was great. Yeah, I saw the same thing with uh, mm-hmm. with our squad. There wasn't really much of a wait time. I I kind of like the having the arrows like sit on the stage as well because then they. Um, they know what to look for. The penalty, if they're going to uh, penalize people for procedurals, it's going to be consistent. And uh, yeah, I much prefer it that way. And you get to meet someone new every time you go to a different stage. Yeah, less yeah. questioning it because I know sometimes you run you run a, a stage and then the next group runs a stage and then there's somebody coming back asking questions. Well, is that how they ran it? You're Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they have the same RO for every single group. There's never a question as to how that stage is run. And then when you get there, you know how to do it. You walk through it and you're great. So you're good to go. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the other things that um, we didn't have at Prairie Fire that they had at Lone Butte was well, fire and, <laughs> and smoke, right? Because this year it was, uh, oh, it was yeah. pretty smoky from <laughs> yeah. the BC fires, right? <laughs> Yeah, yep. we got evacuated on the last night this year. Yeah, yeah. We were, How was the? It, it was uh, clear on day. I think it was clear on Sunday. But mm-hmm. oh, I never. We never really saw any fire. Uh, it was a little bit hazy, but it was hazy here in Saskatchewan. You know, just from forest fires as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they kicked us out the last day, but I guess yeah, the whole town got evacuated not long after we were told to get out. So. Yeah. Are, are you guys aware of any other major matches across Canada that happened for Three Gun? I'm aware of Lone Butte. I'm aware of um, Prairie Fire. Um, I think there's one in uh, Quebec that's quite large. But uh, are you guys uh, planning on on hitting any of those up in the in the year coming up here? I think the the plan was maybe to travel south. The next major match that we've been having a huge discussion about is the Utah match next uh, April. Um, yeah. But as for Canadian matches, there's, I, I, we don't really know a lot about. The, I, don't, I personally don't know a lot about the East Coast matches. Mm-hmm. Anything basically east of Saskatoon. So I think Medicine Hat has a pretty decent one. There's actually one coming up in Grand Prairie too. It's, the um, Mighty Peace. They have a. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Because I, I get the email from uh, from Josh on that one. So I know that one's actually right away, isn't it? Like in a couple of weeks. But yeah, they've got their team. I don't matches. know how big that match is, but. Is that what that one is, a team match? I think yeah. that one's a team match, yeah. So do you know the story behind that uh, that one in Utah? The, the way I heard about it was uh, apparently there's some people from the UK that are coming down and, like, training for a week and then and then shooting this match against uh, against Canadians. Is that is, is that accurate? Yeah, they're bringing – there's a they have – so the, the, it's open for registration right now on practice floor, and they have 100 Americans that they have spots for. And then they divided it to a hundred for everywhere else. So that's Canada. I think there's some New Zealand guys come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple of different uh, like countries, I guess, that are coming over, and that that's what the concept was. And it's honestly, they're they're putting it off for fun and trying to get you know the sponsors in there and have it uh, have it grow. But um, I think I think they have like maybe thirty or forty people registered already, but there's only mm-hmm. two hundred spots available. So. Hmm. So you're saying that it's it's going to be Canada and the Commonwealth against the U.S.? I thought it was Canada versus the the Commonwealth countries. No, though the way I understood it was uh, it's Commonwealth versus the U.S. Ah, so it's, okay. It's it's called the Empire Strikes Back. I see. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a kind of a good name for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a drive down there. Well, if you can make it to we, Yolanda, there might be a bus. Hmm. <laughs> the guys are they're they're trying to do the bus trip again, so we'll see. Um, yeah, it'll be a six day bus trip to you know two days down, two days shooting, two days back. So we'll have to we'll we'll add you on those emails, Adriel, if you want to, just in case you guys decide to come. Yeah, I know there's there's some people from my club that are planning it. There's a couple guys from Grand Prairie that are planning on making the trip down. So six days, man, that's a lot for a shoot. It is a lot. Yeah, well, if you fly it, if you fly, yeah, the oh, sorry, go ahead, Wes. Oh, I was just gonna say it. It is a lot, but uh, like. The trip to BC, that was my first one this year, and just you're on a bus with all like-minded people for the whole time. It's just great. You just talk guns and gear all the way down, and yeah, I just had a blast. Oh, there's that aspect too, yeah. Yeah, the guys get along so well. I mean, it was uh, 
I'm, I'm the bus mom, I guess, but it's, uh, <laughs> they, they just, they just spend two days literally just visiting with each other till you get there. And then, you know, you shoot for two days and then of course they have to talk about it the whole way back about, you know, how they shot all weekend. So, um, we, we've had pretty, you know, some guys really interested in that bus trip for Utah, but yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How long have you guys been in three gun? Uh, Wes, how long have you been? Uh, me? My first match in Three Gun was last year in Verdon, Manitoba. And it's all downhill from there because I got first in my first Three Gun match. And I've been trying to claw my way way back up ever since. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Yolanda? I started shooting about... Four year, four or five years ago, and um, just slowly got my stuff together for you know buying different firearms and my gear, and then started shooting three guns probably about well four summers ago, but continuously um, in the bigger matches like probably about two, this is this will be my third year. So okay, um, I don't get to make a lot of matches because I'm pretty busy with everything else in life, but um, it, it still I still make a point of trying to make you know, the matches, whichever ones I can actually get to, you do them no matter, no matter where I place, I always try to make sure you make it to the match. So yeah, a couple of years back at it. So yeah. Do you guys shoot any other kind of competition just to keep yourself in practice or work on a particular skill? Either you guys do IPSC or anything like that? Yep. Uh, so I shoot IPSC and IDPA. So IDPA, we kind of reserve more for in my home club for winter time, uh, just because there's not as much three gun and, and other stuff going on. So we have a fun IDPA match every now and again, and then there's a IPSC match once a month in the province, and I try to do most of those. Yeah, it's good practice, and, and pistol speed and accuracy is, is one of those things that really helps with 3-Gun. Yep. Yolanda, do any uh, other uh, competitions or practice? Um, I did my black badge and try to get to Saskatoon for an IPSC match here and there when I can get in there. We don't have a whole lot in, in Lloyd, obviously, for uh, for any matches because we just don't have anywhere to host them um that hopefully will change soon with the new gun range opening up here in november so as of right now i just yeah not a whole lot of ipsic but i have shot a few matches with the guys in saskatoon yeah it's uh you you very much need that that facility where you can uh, do these kind of things i mean that uh that saskatoon uh gun range is incredible for this kind of thing oh yeah yeah um well i mean uh um what would you guys like to plug or, or what kind of things are you guys into that you might want to talk about on the air here? Wes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have anything, but if I think of something, I'll, I'll let you know. All right. Yolanda? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Saskatoon Gun Range itself, uh, like you said, it's a phenomenal facility. The guys have, they're just amazing. I, I know I have to drive the extra couple hours to shoot with those, with those guys out there. But their facility, the outdoor range is unbelievable, even the indoor range and the people that I get to deal with um, on a regular basis. They're just always there to to help. And I learned so much from those guys. And I still have so much left to learn, but um, I I just really love going there. So I definitely have to give a shout out to those guys for what they do. So definitely. Yeah, Yeah, it's good to to shoot around people who are who are better shooters than yourself because that's that's the way you learn the fastest at least yeah. that's the way I'd yeah learn. definitely and they're always there there it's constructive criticism but it's always you know it's always a good uh, a good conversation after but you know hey why don't you try this and even right down to after this this last match prayer fire um i noticed like my belt set up it just i need to reconfigure it like i noticed fumbling trying to grab stuff and it's like you look back and go okay 
so you know the guys go hey why don't you try moving and that's like that's the stuff that you know as a new shooter I've a couple years in and being able to have guys to be able to stand there and say hey why don't you try something and you just they're always so friendly and open about it like it's not a it's not a criticizing way it's it's constructive and it's great so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely a, a good place to be awesome uh, did you want to talk about the... He uh, the West. He picked on me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I'm a bit of a pesterer, I'll admit. <laughs> yeah. Yolanda, did you want to talk about the uh, CCFR uh, stuff that you're doing with them? Yeah, right now I, I just... Uh, they just made me the RFOC for Northern Alberta, the east, eastern side here. Um, I, they call me the border jumper because I'm, I'm an RFOC for Alberta, but because I stretch out into Saskatchewan um I get to kind of I get to reach both ways as far as possible um which is great uh so just bringing on new field officers trying to get out there and get the word out about the CCFR and what we do and you know trying to get the the promotion going um I'm pretty big on the women's portion of it not that I like to say it's just the women's because it's new shooters as well because my you know my kids come shoot with me and it's the same same concept of just getting those people on the range and getting them comfortable and understanding that it's, it's a great atmosphere to be around. Like it's not to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So I've been really pushing um, for myself, uh, the women's side of it, I guess, like working with Kelly and stuff has been great. The whole group of girls in the CCFR in Ontario, they're, they're amazing. They help me at lots too. So uh, with the CCFR, we have the Gunny Girl calendar coming out and I'm so sad that whoever's not on today. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna have to rub that in for September, but so, um, he'll be quite pleased. He might have a new favorite next year. It's hard to say, but um, so the new calendar will be out at the end of October. Hopefully, if everything stays on schedule, I'm excited. It's definitely they have a whole new promotion side of it this year too. You know, when you get your calendar and registering it and entering your name for draws, and we've had like you know great sponsors and stuff. So yeah, definitely just to get the word out that it's it's not. Um, as a female shooter coming into, uh, you know, the world of, I guess, what is typically known as, as the men's world, but it's just been so relaxed that I want other women to look at that. Or even, you know, we had a couple, I just hosted a ladies day on Saskatoon and West helped. Thank you, Wes. Um, no and we had a seven year old, she was seven and she did amazing. She was so afraid off the start and we sat with her and she really wanted to try it, but she was kind of like just skeptical and you know a little bit scared and by the time we were done, she was just big smiles and, and she was shooting. I think she even made it up to maybe a nine mil probably, but she had so much fun. So so that's kind of where I stand on the CCFR side of it, just promotion and, and trying to get the word out there. So, Yeah, that's uh that's, that's a, that's an awesome story. And, and uh, there's nothing like getting new people into this sport and, uh, and seeing them have a great time. I love it. I love people. I've had so many people call me and say, Hey, do you mind taking me shooting? And since like, since they see that I shoot, I go to the range, I let them shoot my stuff, you know, go through the safety aspect. And I've had people like literally in doing their, their pal and their RPL courses two weeks later. So I, I love, it's such an amazing feeling when people, you know, get out there for the first time. And then, you know, a month later they're, they're in courses. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you're 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 doing the the communities uh, uh, a, a solid when you do that because you're either uh, getting someone to get into the sport or you're at least getting someone to 
uh, really change their attitude about about the sport and appreciate, uh, you know, why we might like it, right? I think it's a different perspective. Yeah, like you just kind of, people sometimes just think of it as, you know, oh my gosh, what is that? And when you when you take them to the range or get them, you know, sitting around and having a discussion, and because because my, my kids shoot and they're 10 and 13, so because they shoot with me, um, it's even a more even relaxed atmosphere on top of that. Like even the guys in Saskatoon, like I, I can bring my kids and it's just so, it's so awesome just to have them there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've been thinking about, um, doing like a kid's, uh, like a kid's, not a kid's shoot, uh, <laughs> kid's match or something like that out here. <laughs> um, have like, uh, have like some 22 pistols and, a. uh, uh, 22 rifle or, or, or a, a two, two, three. That's just ni- nice and light. And, uh, I've got a semi-auto 20 gauge, uh, that I've modified a little bit, uh, that might do the trick, uh, but not, <laughs> I'm not sure yet, <laughs> but, uh, anything to, uh, to get them in young and, uh, and get people to, uh, to try it out. Right. Well, my daughter just shot, she's 13 and she's the same size as me, but she just finally shot a 20 gauge. Um, she never had the nerve until a couple weeks ago. And after she did, she loved it. Awesome. So it's so probably it's, not a bad for maybe a little older. Maybe we might have to stay a little older than the, than the really young kids. That might be a little bit, but. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying 13. It, it worked there. So <laughs> we'll try. Yeah, it worked at 13. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, again, I wanted to thank you guys for uh, for coming on the show. Um, it's, it's really nice to talk to, uh, to other three gunners, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I, if I had my choice every, uh, every week we talk about three gun, uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just such a fun sport and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about it. So thank you guys again for coming on and, uh, and telling us about your experiences at, uh, Prairie Fire. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. And go. I miss you, Trevor.